0: listening to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons for more information about our church please visit abidinghope.org this is the holy gospel according to matthew Now, when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the baptizer, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowd heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves. And gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds, and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus the Christ. There's an old folk tale from Europe that's been around in various forms for centuries. Sometimes it's called stone soup or button soup, and essentially it's the story of some hungry travelers. In different variations of the story, the travelers are maybe priests or soldiers or even scoundrels. But in all of the variations of the story, they're hungry. And no one is willing to share even a scrap of food with them. So they fill a cooking pot with water, and they put a stone in the bottom of the pot. And as they begin to heat this pot over the fire, they attract the attention of a curious man in the village. The travelers explain to him that they are making a pot of delicious soup with a magical stone. Well, of course the man wants to try magical soup, but the travelers tell him that it's not quite ready yet. They say it's missing just a few of the herbs that it needs for flavoring. Well, the man happens to have some herbs in his garden, so he runs off to get this essential ingredient for the magic soup. When he returns with the herbs, he brings a friend with him who wants to see and taste the magical soup for herself. And the travelers say, of course you would be welcome, but it's not quite ready. If it just had a carrot, then it would be heartier and a little bit more flavorful. Well, luckily the woman had some carrots at home and she would be happy to contribute them to this magic soup. This pattern repeats itself over and over again as more and more of the villagers turn up to see the magical soup for themselves and contribute something to the pot. Some of them bring a potato or a leek, a soup bone, some salt, some pepper, a tomato. Someone even brings a loaf of crusty bread to go alongside. And at the end of the story, the entire village sits down happily to share this delicious pot of soup together. Of course, first of all, they have to take out the stone, which isn't really magic at all. Or is it? I've always loved the story of stone soup since I first heard it way back in preschool. There's something powerful about a shared meal. It always feels like a bit of a miracle when I bring something of mine and you bring something of yours, and before you know it, it feels like we have a feast in front of us. In our gospel text today, we hear a story that's often called the feeding of the 5,000. It's a story that's in all four of the gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John which means that it's a really important story, a foundational story for the early Christian church. In Matthew's account, Jesus has just learned about the murder of his cousin and his friend, John the Baptizer. So he goes away in a boat by himself to be alone, to grieve in a deserted place. But the text also says that when the crowd heard about John's execution, they followed Jesus on foot to the other side of the lake, So that when he arrives on the shore, this large crowd of people is already there waiting for him. So much for his solitude. But rather than being upset or frustrated by this, the text says that Jesus had compassion for the crowd. That word compassion is this great Greek word, it's splegnizomai, that means literally gut love. When Jesus looked out on the crowd, he loved them so much that he loved them with his guts. He spent the entire day healing the sick until it had grown late and the disciples realized that nobody had eaten yet. So they suggest that Jesus send the crowd away so that the people can buy their own food. But Jesus has a different idea. He tells the disciples to feed the people. So they go in there, they check their stash, and they find out that they have five loaves and two fish to feed probably 15,000, maybe 20,000 people when you include women and children. It's not enough by any stretch of the imagination. There's no way that they can do what he's asked them to do. So they show the fish and the bread to Jesus and they say, We have nothing except this. And Jesus says, Bring it to me. How often do we feel like these disciples? Like, we don't have enough of what we need to get the job done, or to meet the demands that are being put on us, or to be the people that we want to be or need to be. I want you to know that I see you. I read your connect cards each week, I pray for you, I listen to your stories, and I know that some of you are facing some really difficult things. And sometimes you may feel like you don't have enough strength or enough courage or enough compassion to get through those things. You may feel like you don't have enough hope or enough faith to endure. When that's the case, I invite you to hear the Jesus in our story today say, bring it to me. Because you know what Jesus did with five loaves and two fish? He multiplied them. He blessed them, and he broke them, and he handed them out. And when everyone had eaten their fill, there were 12 baskets left over. If we bring our meager offerings to God, our little bit of hope, our little bit of faith, our little bit of courage or strength, God will bless it and multiply it and make it enough. It's kind of a stone soup situation. Alone, your carrot is just a carrot. And my potato is just a potato. And Glenn's salt is just some salt. But when we each bring our gifts to God, when our story gets mixed in with God's story, and we see our connectedness, we see the connectedness of all of our lives and all of our gifts and all of our needs, then your carrot's not just a carrot anymore. It's part of something much bigger, something that will feed and sustain not just you, but a whole village. So when the task ahead of you is too much and you feel too small, when the need is too great and your reserves seem too low, when the ask is overwhelming And you can't possibly be enough. Just bring what you have to God. God will mix up your little bit of hope with my little bit of strength and Glenn's little bit of faith. And we'll all have some soup. And it will be enough. Not just for you and for me, but for the multitudes. For the whole village. And for any hungry travelers that pass through because that's what happens when you let Jesus into your life and into your kitchen. You get magic soup and gut love and enough for all. Thanks be to God. Amen.